You got more questions. I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. You ain't black. 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 And you ain't black. 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 And you ain't black. 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 And you ain't black. Hello. This is the acromatic podcast with your host with the most bringing you the toast jay ham and today uh i got a guess uh you know the the vixen of veganism the swaggiest queen of huntsville uh yeah i'm waiting for you to say your name rachel fleischman Hello, <laughs> okay everyone. just first names we don't have to go full government names when people look at me up here okay <laughs> rachel claire fleischman <laughs> <laughs> so security uh, number is stop <laughs> This is uh, my girlfriend's cousin. Uh, I'd say probably your favorite cousin, but um, I'm probably going to delete that so nobody hears that. Easily the favorite cousin. I'd be upset if I wasn't. Mm. I would just like to say for the record that Irene is my favorite cousin. Oh, I'm definitely going to have to delete that. Can't have that getting out. Anybody will know. I'll say it to their face. So today we're going to talk about who Rachel is. I think I'm going to take the podcast new direction where I just interview interesting people. Joe Rogan style, but less bad centrist <laughs> oh yeah and famous too but less bad centrism like me <laughs> i'm sure you're, i'm sure your podcast is super famous but i'm less famous oh so well, you know since she wants to bring fame up uh rachel's actually a singer and she said she was gonna put a couple bars on the mm. on the track no no, no. i said i would link my soundcloud and sing a few songs and not sing no there was no here. not in that statement I think she's, she's just lying at this point. Uh, Rachel, I don't even know what my SoundCloud link is. Isn't that bad? Just Google Rachel Fleischman SoundCloud. I'll, uh, link's in the description. Don't Google that. So, Rachel, who are you? <laughs> I take it back. Outside of my girlfriend's cousin, of course. Um, you know, I'm an independent woman. I'm an engineer. Um, good answers, good answers. I'm a sister, an older sister at that, a daughter. You know, just out here trying to be the best person I can so be every day. So many nouns, but so little said. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> that's a question you could talk about forever. Okay, one, all right, one sentence. Why are you vegan? One sentence. Why am I vegan in just one, one sentence? sentence. Um, my mom has, this is, maybe I shouldn't oh, say it like this. This is not a sentence. I already tell it's a paragraph on the way. No, no, no. My mom has like significant health issues and I'm not trying to get them to. That's Word the up. sentence. So from that, I want to say, why don't you care about things? <laughs> I wish I could remember how this came up. You know well, what I mean? I was thinking about that earlier. Uh, well, I can tell you how it came up. Oh, please tell me. And then so I'll tell you why I, walked why I care so much. Walked up on the patio and then somehow you said, you know, after doing so much taking care of my siblings you know i just reached a point where i said you know this is about me i don't care what other people do or have to say it's all about rachel right and rachel fleshy that is like not to i'm not gonna <laughs> jump into trauma this early but i think that when i was young i had like this very specific thing to care about a lot and didn't want to care about anything else you know what i mean like you hit a limit and uh and I had like kind of a pretty intensely like sucking source of my care. And so 
I couldn't, I didn't have, especially as a child, didn't have the capacity to care about anything else. Um, and that is like a, maybe a more negative uh, adult trait that I haven't gotten rid of yet. I may be willing to say that it might be a positive one in your current place in life. Well, I appreciate that. Maybe I'm well, just being, you know, maybe since, I'm wrong. like you said, independent sister, daughter. You have your own things. You do in your own time. Yes, that's true. You think about yourself as where you should be, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, I definitely think I've put in the work for other people. That's how I think. I Not that I would like think I should stop that or... Like the term selfishness, I think, would come up a lot when I talk, but it's not that. It's just that I was kind of, you know, I grew up fast, was responsible for other people other than myself as a child. There's a, do you listen to Bleachers? Bleachers? No. The band? No. There's a song um, by Jack Antonoff is Bleachers. He okay. is... Uh, he produced like Lord's last album, Taylor Swift's oh, last album, oh. last two albums. Um, so anyway, he has his own band. Well, your last album too, right? I wish. God, dream. Uh, he also is in the band Fun. Fun sounds familiar. Uh, anyway, um, he has a song called uh, "Roller." Co is it "Roller Coaster"? I don't know. I might be getting that wrong. It's not "Roller Coaster." It's a different one. But there's a line in it that says, "I had a feeling that I never was young." And that resonates with me deeply. Um, I feel like I never really got to do that. And part of not being young was just like the freedom of kind of the world revolving around you. And so my both of my brothers, my youngest brother just recently got married. Both of my brothers are married to like women who can like handle it. You know what I mean? I don't have to yeah. worry about them like needing me. And so this has been the first time in my life over the last couple of years is when it's like really hit me where I just get to to think about myself. It's been like really freeing and it's new and, uh, you know, only only goes up from here. <laughs> I'd agree until you have other people to worry about once again. Well, I have to make that choice, though. <sighs> what? You get to make the choice. I don't think that's how it works. I, I have to I have to make a choice of whether or not. Hey, that's how it feels right uh, now. You live in Alabama. You don't have the choice. I'm sorry to tell you this. No, I do have a choice. No, no. State says you don't. The guy sued Planned Parenthood. You don't have a choice. I'm sorry. No, I uh, I will only have a child if I want to. That's the right way to think about I it. I will only get married if I want to. I will only enter into a committed partnership if I want to. So you don't think you have a civic duty Zero. to do such things? Zero. See, this is why I said her uh, outlook was very positive. <laughs> is that positive? I think it's very positive <laughs> that you don't feel like you have a civic duty to do these kind of things. Okay, so that's like that actually does get into like how I care so much about some things and don't about others. Same goes for my moral, <laughs> my moral, moral code. <laughs> um, I'm like really serious about some rules. Can I cuss on here? Hell yeah! Don't give a shit about yeah. other rules. And so it's like, and I've been like that since I was young because I was the oldest child. So I had like the, uh, um, I really want to be a rule follower. That's what I thought when I was younger. I was like, yeah, I don't want to break the rules. As I got older, I was like, oh no, I don't want to deal with the consequences of breaking the rules. And so 
I manage like cost benefit in my brain that yeah. way. And it's like, if I think a rule is easy enough to break without getting in enough shit Trouble. for yeah. it, then I'll do it. You know, I'm thinking that might be an older sibling thing because I have the same thing, but none of my younger siblings do or my younger cousins. Right. I'm more calculated about the rules that I break. Um, and I'm more calculated about the things that I care about. I yeah. think it's all the same idea. Um, I think for a while, like I said, I was at capacity with what I could care about. And, and again, maybe it is a positive thing. It's trained me to like really not care about some shit and then really care about some shit. Same thing goes for like, uh, you know, what systems I allow to apply to my life. Yeah. And so that's where that comes from. So now what is, what is that, that mark that you have into what things? It's a gut feeling. That's a good question. Um, I don't have a like a concrete answer for it. I go with so my aunt Irene has always she taught me how to drive mostly and uh my dad taught me when I was like younger, but I had like a lot of like lessons with her. And she has this phrase I actually want a tattoo of it and she would always say take the light. Mm. And uh so if you come up on an intersection and uh, the left, you know, yeah. green arrow is green. If 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 all you know roads lead to home, um, there is no like specific way there every time. It's just like whatever light is available, and that's oh. like a that's a like a transportation problem. Yeah. Um, uh, this is like me being annoying because I'm getting a master's right now on all of this, but it's like, that is Life actually flex. like a mathematical, <laughs> um, <laughs> like system, you know, like, yeah. uh, linear programming problem. Anyway, uh, it's a, it's called a greedy algorithm and you, <laughs> you, you choose the local optima. So it's not like, it might not actually get you home faster, yeah. but it's the best choice in the moment. Okay. And so I think that when I make decisions in my life, it's whatever light is green at the time. Like when I decide to care about something, it's it changes every day. Um, I'm pretty against the like idea that we can't change our minds. I would I one of the like things that I'd like to normalize the most is that we can like make significant shifts in our thought processes yep. and not have to pay for it later. And that gets, like, kind of tricky because, especially in, like, Twitter, like, cancel cul yeah, culture. Yeah, I was going to say cancel culture. It gets tricky because it's, like, yeah, you see this picture of, like, somebody in blackface and it's, like, everybody's pissed. And you're, like, okay, well, it makes sense that everybody's mad. Yeah. Um, But there's also, I'm also a white person, so, like, I don't really know how to speak to, like, how that feels. But I do think that, like it gets tricky to say that like 20 years later, that person's still really shitty. So I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. Um, sorry. There's this some, guy just some beefed bikers. on a bike. <laughs> he just, what? He just beefed it. He fell. Oh, did he really? Yeah. That sucks. So anyway, I, uh, I think that, I think you change every day. I hope you change every day, but that also means like kind of having to go back on, you know what you believed in the day before yeah and announcing what you've said in the yes past. that doesn't translate super well that was actually like kind of a trigger point in a lot of my friendships is like uh you know if i would make like a pretty significant you know mental shift um 
It's like you don't get to just do that without having to explain to this person who's like holding you to what you thought totally a year ago. Yeah. And I think that's really messed up. And so I uh I wish that I had like a concrete like this is what I care about and this is what I don't. I mean big big ideas are easy. It's like I think that you know individual thought is rare and I think that the best way to get to like the best version of that in yourself is that you really have to deal with yourself and know yourself and understand yourself. And that takes a lot of fucking time and effort. And I think that if you can get there, then you can get to this individualized thought so that you can stop living in systems. Um, I really care about that. That's something that I deeply care about, but it also like that kind of applies to everything. You kind of sound like a socialist right now. I, again, <laughs> I was just <laughs> complaining about being put in systems. <laughs> um, it's not that I would. It's not that I would say I'm not a socialist. Yeah. Maybe anarchist would be a better word. I am an anarchist. <laughs> just listen, NSA. I. Uh, that's a joke. It's just a joke. Uh, nothing um, you say on a podcast can be used against you in any sort of court. I I talk about this a lot. I had a somebody said something about me recently to my face that no one has ever said to me before, and it was honestly like the best. Oh, I thought you were gonna say you punched him. No, no, no. I love it. I like a lot of times people aren't brave enough to like tell me what they think about me. Yeah. And uh, which is fine. Like I don't like making people feel uncomfortable. I do think I do it naturally. <laughs> um. So they're kind of afraid to piss me off, and that's okay. But anyway, uh, we were talking about, like, just, like, sports and games and, like, the kind of games that we like, kind of sports that we like, and, like, what that means. Because, like, I'm a big fan of college football. Okay. Hate NFL. And I think that the reason that I like college football is because it's younger players. There's, like, more room for error. Anything Mm -hmm. can happen at any moment. And he was, like, my friend Justin looked at me and was, like, you like chaos. And I was, like, (laughs) you have no idea (laughs) and so i think that the better way to say it is that i like chaos containment there's like a i'm not gonna talk about math anymore but like there's a there's an idea of chaos containment and i like that that's where i'm really at i don't want full-blown chaos because that's unmanageable yeah you can't actually live that way um and so what i like is you know, kind of the fine line, like right before you jump off the cliff of chaos and playing with that. Like, how far can I push it before the wheels fall off? You want optimal freedom. That's what I think. I do want optimal freedom, but I also want things to change that keep me on my toes. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't know if those two things are related or not, but. I think so. They, they might be, and just, like, in my brain, I'm breaking them up. But I do, I mean, just, like, freedom is another. But that's an that's also an individual thought thing. Freedom is something that's very important to me. Um, it's another song lyric. Lost Boys Like Me Are Free. Oh, she keeps talking about song lyrics that aren't hers, though. I'm just waiting for a bar to get dropped on here. No, I, I, can, I do connect, like, all of my tattoos. Most of my tattoos are, are song lyrics. And so I, uh, that's like a thing. I'll like kind of grab a line and, uh, tattoo it on my body. Yeah. And it's, it's always like a much bigger idea. Um, that is very meaningful to me. Do you ever connect 
music to people, like your relationships with people? Sure. Um, I think that, like, if I, like, the first thing that comes to my mind is, like, how much me and my brother love Justin Vernon. And um, his, like, song, his, like, the sonic, like, aspect of, like, Bonnie Bear. Um, and some of his like big Mer- big red machine, some of his other bands, like that's certainly like us. Like that sounds like yeah, th- something yeah. that we would like. But he also like talks about um, just like existentialism, you know, like the like kind of the deep suffering sometimes of like what it is to be alive. And uh, I think that that connects me to a lot of my friends because I don't really have friends that aren't connected to that. And so it's like, if you're just kind of chilling and, you know, skating through life and like doing the bare minimum, looking for like marriage and kids, those things are great. But like, that's kind of like, those are your check boxes. Um, I don't know that I could like relate music to people in that way. But I do think that the type of music that I love is very similar to the type of people that I love. If that makes sense. Totally. This is like a separate <laughs> separate rant, but I do think it's interesting to like watch people um, like love certain types of music yeah. and like socially, politically, it's about like ideas that they are very against. Mm-hmm. Um, they say that they're against anyway. Yeah, they say they say that they're against and maybe they don't know. Like that's actually a good point. Like maybe it's really people who just don't know enough. Of, they don't understand themselves enough to. Closeted. Yeah, exactly. I had a friend in college tell me he was a closeted Democrat once. <laughs> it's a separate thing, well, but you went to Alabama, so yes, that makes he sense. did. Um, but anyway, I think that uh, that's a separate like th- that is like me relating music to people in a way. But I'm always like sh- I'm like shocked um, to hear like people who love certain types of music, but also like for lack of a better phrase here, vote for Trump. <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely a gap Shout where out. you can uh, or you can say you love some hip hop, and then yeah. you, you vote for Trump, who would staunchly stand against. I mean, I'm not gonna say there's a lot of positive things in hip hop. Mm-hmm. Say a Kendrick Lamar who speaks on, I mean, negative but positive aspects of black of blackness. Yes, where Trump would stand staunchly against that kind of thing, but you can vote for him. It's weird. You don't want to support the people that you like to support. I 100%. guess 100. percent it's the same thing in like football, like sports. Yeah. Like you like love to get behind Alabama. Oh yeah. But uh, and they do a BLM walk. But it's only when they're winning national championships uh, for a team that is like sometimes meaningful to you because you went to college there. But like largely, it's not really even that big of a deal. Um, but you're like you know you root for those black people when you're watching that game. Yep. But it's because it's for personal gain. It's for entertainment. It's for inter- it's for entertainment, and it's because you take like personal you put personal stock in like a team winning, yeah. even though you do not play on that team. Mm-hmm. That's a weird thing about sports in general. I think it though. is, it is, yeah. I think, but the music thing I think is really. I guess it's football is like sports is crazy too, but music especially. And I, you're right. Hip hop is a really great example of that. Yeah. I would have like maybe gone another way with it, but you're exactly right. Especially with like, oof, you know, college age. Like yeah. f- I think of like frats, <laughs> like oh blaring last God. like rap music at a rap party. Yes. And then it's so... like, you guys get what they're saying? Like they're talking about some pain and suffering. Yeah, and you have Confederate flags. That are put rooms. on them by like the systems that we allow. Yeah. 
and uh, you're just screaming at the top of your lungs, got no idea what you're saying. None at all. It's just music to you. You can't feel the hurt. Yeah, and it's like that's how the that's how the transition to the zombie begins. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, uh, that's how it starts, and then they get they graduate, they get a job, they get I'm not not to like hate on young people. I also think that young people are so great, but like that is the beginning of like a very specific type of person. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the the re- I don't want to say the Republican, but the uh, what, what word would I use for that? Hmm. The the neocon, I think, is what I want to say. That's definitely a neocon where okay. you 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 like all the arts, but you don't you're not willing to do anything for the people who make said arts. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, these people are, a lot of these, a lot of the artists that I love, a lot of the songs that I love, like, they are really trying to figure out what it all means. Like, it is a desperate search for why am I here? What am I doing here? What larger thing am I connected to? Like, all this kind of stuff. And sometimes it's just like, I'm like listening to these songs with other people. And I'm like, I say this to my brother a lot and it's just me being a brat, but I'm like, do you have any idea what he just said? (laughs) It's like, (laughs) you know, it's crazy. Yeah. I think uh, my brothers are uh, pretty religious, which I think is great. Like do whatever you want to do. And like Justin Vernon is like an example of, of maybe some ideas that have brought us together on that kind of stuff. But he's also a good example of some things that have like, separated us and I I do think sometimes we've got some other friends that really like Bonnie Bear too and he has a song called Heavenly Father another song called Faith mm-hmm. and um Heavenly Father that's one of my tattoos all my goodness to show um but he's like he's like man this whole system is made up of people who say a lot of stuff and don't do anything yeah that they believe in and uh and my brothers love Justin Vernon too. And again, like I think that they live the right way, so I can't really, you know, complain about them specifically. But some of our other friends that we like share, you know, love of that that music. Yeah. Um, again, I'm gonna sound I really can't have a conversation with anyone, but they vote Republican. They're fraudulent is what you're saying. In a sort of I would way. never say that about somebody. Well, I said it I'm just saying that there's like a deeper there's something, there's a connection that I haven't made. I'll put it on yeah, myself. Okay, okay. There's a connection that I haven't made between their actions and the music that they love. That's a nice thing of you to do, to say that I, maybe I just haven't found what it is, what the that's difference That's taken a is. lot of work. Um, <laughs> and again, that's another thing. It's like, I don't always make that choice. Sometimes I'm an asshole about it. Yeah. Um, in this moment, I decided to not be. I've gotten better at that as I've gotten older. Uh, I think, honestly, work has helped me a lot with that. I work in, like, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, like, big system simulation and analysis. And it's, like, it's so deep that your, like, first and second guess of what you think is going on is almost always wrong. And so that's been, like, very humbling is not the right word. It's just, like, retrained my brain to think, like, oh, you're, like, your first reaction is maybe not, maybe not complete. And that goes back to, like, me saying that everything can change. Um, is like, you know, you can think you've got something really figured out. And you don't. And so when I think about Republicans and the election's only 20-something days away, that, Very soon. that creeping crisis just hit me. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, when I think about people like that, I do try to remind myself that like, there is probably a lot you don't know. Um, not that that justifies their choices, but it can help you humanize them for like somebody who like claims to not really have a ton of empathy. I can do that. I'm not sure that I feel other people's feelings, which is why I say I'm not very empathetic, but um, I do try to understand the situation. Yeah. Like at all, at all points. I'd say in personal experience, sometimes it's harder to empathize because maybe you already know that whatever you're going to say, they're just going to disregard. They're not going to show the same empathy to you mm -hmm. that uh, you'd give to them. Oh, yeah. It, it's, uh, it's definitely not. You know, I see that system break a lot, you know, really like two-sided, like back and forth, like a true back and forth. I find it a lot with my like deepest, truest friends um, because we grew up in like a small conservative town. So like there are people who I have been friends with for so long who voted for Trump, which I know that this is like tale as old as time at this point. It's like all, all of us liberals have these like yeah. family <laughs> members and friends who, who voted for Trump. And it's just like my again like not to like air out but like my dad did and it's like how to deal with that so it can get like complicated um but my friends it's like and my dad too like we can have conversations and get there you know like i was actually talking about this last night with one of our neighbors but it's like you want the same thing you want to like not be in debt you want um people to feel like um if they work 40 hours a week they can make a livable um, wage you know you want these things for people but like how you get there is is the separation I think that's becoming more of a phrase than it is like a complete truth um, I think we do have to make like drastic decisions to get what we what we want out of like policy and you know Congress whatever but I think that in the best conversations that I've had with people who, you know, believe very differently than me, you want the same stuff. It's just like the path to get there is what's so different. And I feel like there's got to be a way to figure that out. And I just haven't figured it out yet. That's like a big talking. But even that doesn't get it. It is. Enough. It is talking. I also like believe in this is like the Barack Obama in me coming out. But um, I he taught me this, which is why I always bring him up when I think about this idea. Um it's like just like starting locally, starting in your neighborhood, starting um, in your district, starting in your state, you know, like it's kind of like the idea of like a third party presidential candidate just like out of the blue winning. Yeah. Like that's absurd. Yeah, very. Um, you know, you need a third party, third party mayor. You need a third party state representative, you know, like and then you got to get a Congress that's almost a third third party. And then maybe you can get a president. It's like all these, you know, like third party voters and like a very like staunch two party system. It's like it's, it's kind of you got to do the work. And that's what I learned from Obama is like you can like complain about these talking he heads until the end of time, but uh, you can't change them. What you can make a difference is, is in like is in the world that you can like physically reach out and grab. Um you know, some things are so far away from you that you just don't have, a, you know, any control. I've definitely seen that, like, back to veganism. Um, 
I like both of my brothers eat more plant-based now than they ever have. And that wasn't me like jamming it down their throat. That was me eating vegan for 10 years, cooking vegan food that they would like, you know, like changing like slowly but surely, like changing hearts and minds, getting collecting votes and <laughs> grassroots. Yes, grassroots. it was a grassroots movement. And here I am with like two brothers that I know, like I know that they understand how important it is to eat vegetables. Sounds pretty basic, but it's true. And the same thing goes for like ideas. Um, so I think the best thing that we can do, I, f I can sometimes feel like talking is meaningless as much as I like talk. Um, but I also do believe that we have to talk to the people around us, like uh, our neighbor next door. Um, she's pretty conservative, um, but I love her and she really loves me. And uh, we have good conversations about things that like on paper we would we would really disagree on. Yeah. Um, and that's been like pretty comforting to see lately is just like having those conversations. Like we talked about defunding the police. She was on the porch with everybody else one night. I was not here and she like shut down, didn't respond super well, blah, blah. But when you get her one-on-one -on -one and start talking about it, the other thing that I have, and this is, I'm going to go dark for a second. This is, I have like a manipulation tool also. Okay. And Please so, elaborate on this. Like, well, it's not, it's not a, it's a natural thing. I was born with, born with this darkness. And so as long as you power, can, okay. as long as you can figure out how somebody works, you know, like what language they respond to, what temperaments they respond to, what like timing they respond to, you can convince them of pretty much anything. Um, or at least you can gray the area so much that they can get on board. It starts there, like finding common ground and then moving, moving forward. But the best way to, you know, everybody's different and I'm like pretty chameleon based. Like I can be anybody that I want to be. There's a, at our uncle's funeral, this lady said to me as one of our aunt's best friends, she was like, you look like a totally different person every time I see you. <laughs> and funny. I was like, I was like, yeah, Thank that's, you. that's, that was how this was written. That's exactly what I'm going for. And it's the same idea. Like, I think that uh, I've like mended my personality. Not that I'm like never myself. There are like people that I trust that I totally am. But uh, in conversations, in tough conversations like that, you really do have to kind of lean over the table and try to get where they're coming from. Not in an idea way, but even in like a language way and the things that you got to know what they care about. All that kind of stuff. And anyway, my point is that starts locally. I'm not going to do that with a senator. It's absurd. You're not going to write your letters to a senator? I would write a letter to, to a senator, but it's Mo like Brooks. in my like, you know, like yeah. pragmatic brain or practical brain, whatever. Yeah. Um, that doesn't go anywhere. It's all pretty meaningless. Yeah. That's how I feel. Like I get the AOC has sticky notes up, which I think that's cool. But like believing that everybody reads... What yeah. you have to say is pretty. Nah, I don't it's know. a lot of people in one district that you have to watch out for. It's a lot to read. Well, it's like any management system. Yeah. Like uh, the the most of the time, I was talking about this a couple nights ago too. Like most of the time, the real work is lower level, um, and like oversight grows as you move up in, you know, some whatever like hierarchical system you're working under. 
Um, and so it's like, if you are kind of the, you know, manager of multiple programs, you're not going to know like the dirty details of a single one. You're still a really effective manager. Like when I think about like my manager, yeah, it's like he is, he can come in and like kind of see the forest for the trees or through the trees um, in a way that I think is really exceptional. He got there by like working lower level for a really long time. Like actually the person that has to leave the room, you know, like leave the meeting and go do the work. Like he's not just sitting in there talking about things. He like has to leave and go do it. Um, and so he is that good. But now that he's like moved up so much, uh, there are just details that he can't control. And so it's like that, that goes down to lower level people. And, um, and then as you move up and up and up, it just gets even crazier. And so I do have like sympathy for, you know, if, if my specific area of work is that way, I have to like have understanding for other like Congress, um, you know, like a state representative representative seat like that you know that's the whole that's the whole point of mayors unless it's mo brooks i mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah that guy sucks (laughs) i really should not say that with my government name cut that out oh yeah um (laughs) (laughs) i have i've like heard like personal stories about him like coming across him like in the wild here like at a as one of my friends was like at a doctor's appointment and he was like really showing out because he had to wait and it's just like yeah, I don't know. It's like they do have busy schedules, and I get it, but also just like policy wise, I <laughs> yeah, they, they have I to lose, stay on Twitter. Yeah. I lose patience with that kind of stuff. I don't know, whatever. I, don't know. I every, remember how I started talking about every all that couple one. of weeks on Reddit. I see a post about what something Mo Brooks tweeted, so I know he's not busy. Yeah. He's he's busy on yeah, his Twitter. Sure. Yeah, he someone is busy on his Twitter. I think it's him. Do you pretty, think so? It's pretty dumb stuff when he says it. Is it like uh like uh decent grammar? That's like, like usually I mean oof. I don't think he has very not decent. Not to get grammar. like too real, but that's <laughs> that's how you sometimes I it's like obvious sometimes. Can't speak for which one is which, but I do think it is obvious sometimes like on our president's Twitter account. Oh yeah. When someone is tweeting and then someone is tweeting for someone. <laughs> Well, you know, that's what they get paid for, so. I guess. I think it would be an interesting job, but. Oh, yeah, I'd love to tweet for Trump. Maybe the (laughs) things I'd say would, things he said, I should say, would actually be accurate instead of just totally wrong. Like. Yeah, I think you get fired pretty quick, though. For being right? 100%. That's crazy. For Trump. It's like sometimes the things it's like if you just Google search something, you would have had the answer. Like You didn't even have to. But see, that's where things get so weird, especially like in the like. I feel bad using the term big data because I think that it gets like the context is often hard to pin down. It's hard to use that word in the right way a lot, but in like the days of like AI, um, I had a college professor once say to me that truth is a moving target. I um, believe in that deeply. I One of my favorite books is called, But What If We're Wrong? And it's a book about like how how like very wrong we have been about very basic things like uh, gravity. Like we were like at one point very wrong about that. Yeah. And uh, and so it's like it's absurd to think that like okay well if you know hundreds of years ago we were very wrong about this like 
thing that everybody thinks they understand now. Like, what are we very wrong about right now? And that's the same idea as this, like, truth is a moving target thing. It's also the same idea as, like, uh, we change every day. Like, you're a different, like, version of truth every day. Um, and so it's like, I don't know that it's as simple as a Google search anymore. I really don't. Because um, even if I, like, <clears throat> oh, like, in the, like, age of COVID, um, you know, we don't see the models that they use for um, scoring and... Well, uh, he makes his own models, as you saw with that he hurricane does, chart. He does, but we all do. Ago. And that's kind of my point about artificial intelligence is yeah. that humans make those models. True. And uh, it's like why, I don't know if you've seen this, but there was a there was some sort of study. I'm going to forget where it was, but it was facial recognition. And um, in like one of the earlier ones, there was one study that I read about once where it was like uh, it... Um, might have been a robot that like went around and you know like tried to recognize faces and like when it got in front of black faces nothing it was like there wasn't a face there Mm -hmm. and that's you know because it had been coded you know the model had been created a certain way by a certain person and like even though we use terms like artificial intelligence like that came from a person that wrote it um like humans make that stuff humans like build those models and then later on, there was one where it's like, it, rec- it I this was an identification one, so it wasn't just like trying to say like, there's a face in front of me. It was trying to say like, this is this specific face is in front of me. And when you put like big like clown glass- glasses on the face, no more recognition. And so, you know, models aren't perfect. They fail. The truth is never easy. It's like easy to say, just Google it, but actually way more complicated than that in my opinion okay i'm gonna say you can have your own i agree with you like 98 percent in the grand scheme of things yeah but when when he says those sobs kneeling on at kneeling to the flag at a at the philadelphia eagles they need to be fired and then it turns out that nobody in philadelphia kneeled (laughs) yeah okay then yeah i think you should google 100 that (laughs) that, that's like this is i live in this like uncertainty like in my mind everything has a spread but you're right like i uh there are things that are that are pretty binary it either happened or it didn't yeah that's that's where i think uh i'd get fired because i'm not just gonna put something that's 100% 100% not correct out there. Right. Yeah, that's what I mean. You get fired pretty quick. And what's so funny is it probably wouldn't be by Trump. <clears throat> it would be by, like, somebody on his staff. That's what makes it crazy because it's like you have so – I feel like there's so many other opinions or people you could ask. But, I mean, you just don't care enough. You just put the tweet out. Yeah, I think that, like, that's – to me, that's, like, the beauty of – that's, like, one of the beauties of how the country is set up is that you do have, like – the person at the top does have a cabinet that is supposed to be specialized. I won't go into like specifics, but I don't think that that's a hundred percent true. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously they're like the big ones, like Trump's family, but I mean like even lower level, like jobs that actually affect like my life. I'm yeah. like, what do you mean? Like there's, you literally have no connection to my world. How do you have this job? Um, but I do think that that's the beauty of it is that you do have a cabinet of specialized people who know may way more than you if you're president yeah i mean they specialized into it's supposed to work like that and i i would argue that it is not working like that right now but to be honest like 
you know, Obama won and I kind of rode off into the sunset. I was like, all right, well, we're good. Everything's going to be great. Yep. First black president. Not that like racism was over or anything like that. Like yeah. I wasn't going there. I'm I was just like, all that. right, we can do this. Yeah. Um, And so I think that there was a lot that I wasn't paying attention to in kind of my like pretty formative years, like college. Yeah. Um. Even like right after college, I was just like, ah, he's got it. You, you know, nothing, Romney, nothing to worry about. Um, and here we are. And so it's like, yeah. you know, us like millennials have been playing catch up because we had eight years of something that we weren't paying attention to, which is the wrong model. And that is something that he talks about a lot, too. He's like, you know, uh, democracy is not a spectator sport. Yep. Uh, it's one of my favorite quotes. I mean, he had a good image, but then you look behind it and you have a whole Senate who's going to vote against everything that you want to put yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. It's like way more complicated than who the president is. Yeah. And uh, whew, boy, did around. I not know that yep. when I was a freshman in college and he won. <laughs> Man. Remember, people used to call him the Antichrist when he first yeah, got elected. Yeah, yeah, it's like, I think, I can't remember if I was talking about this sign before we started talking. I think it was, but like the Jesus 2020 sign. Yep. It's starting like, to get pretty man, big. It gets us, in my, listen, everybody out there, I totally respect your <laughs> religious views. But I think that the idea of like a Jesus 2020 slogan is maybe what got us in trouble. I think the only issue is that people miss Especially in a separation of church and state. Well, yeah, uh, that too. Country but that was quite literally founded on religious freedom. Well, hey, if you go to some conservative channels, they might tell you different. Okay. Oh, I know. That's what's so scary. That's so funny. Do you watch Handmaid's Tale? No. Well, I know about it, but I haven't watched it. Yeah, Brittany and I talk about this a lot. Brittany's my roommate. She's sitting on the porch with us. Um, we talk a lot about like how four years ago when Handmaid's Tale came out, ish four ish years ago basically like pre-trump like right before him um right before him or right at, like close enough to where i wasn't like panicking yeah i was like wow this story is nuts like this really is like a post um you know like what we know of the what we know as the united states right now like this is definitely like a futuristic alt-right um, incel yeah it is like a post i mean if you would want to call that an apocalypse i would totally get behind I you mean, on that but yeah. it's you know a religious overthrow of the government it's a you know like extreme um religious group who i think is their voices are amplified by a society where women are becoming less fertile and so people are freaking out about the population disappearing and it's like uh, I think people start questioning everything that they thought they knew. And then all of a sudden, like this religious group who says, you know, women can't have an abortion. Women are, you know, here largely to uh, procreate. We're going to start controlling them to make sure that we can. And they use the platform of, well, the population's dying out. Yeah. So now we have to start controlling people. And, uh, Great replacement. Yeah. And so it's like, anyway, my point was four years ago, I was like, that's nuts. Man, what a crazy show. Um, but as like the age of Trump has moved. And again, I also when I say Trump, I don't mean to like blame him specifically. He is absolutely like, um, you know, the symptoms of a disease. Uh, but I do think that 
now I kind of watch that show and I'm like, oh, uh, women have way more like gynecological issues than it's like only getting worse. Like I have PCOS um, and I have had problems with it forever. I don't have, I don't think I have any, I haven't been told I have any fertility problems, but it's still like cysts start happening. Fibroids start happening. Not to like, you know, whatever. Uh, endometriosis, like all these things are like actually really big deals in women. And it's like the percentages are only growing younger and younger women are having hysterectomies. And so it's like, you know, it's real. Like women actually are, um, having issues that could potentially affect fertility like I don't have the numbers to say like fertility is going down yeah. I don't think that's true maybe it is I don't know you know <laughs> call in um but like <laughs> it's scary don't call in <laughs> call, call in to let Jay know if fertility in women is or it's you know when yeah. anyway also I saw a TikTok side note on the other day about TikTok it was like a stem cell like uh pregnancy pregnancy and you can only have females like it can only result in a female birth stem cells you say so uh i don't know the specifics and my source is tiktok so take that for what you want mm. um i mean tiktok forever but it was a tiktok <laughs> um <laughs> but i think that that's really funny but anyway my point is it's a terrifying show and uh every year that goes by <laughs> <laughs> the more I'm like, oh, we really do need to update our passports. Oh, we really do need to live, you know, maybe move to Washington State with my sister-in-law's family so that we're a hike in the middle of the woods to the border. Again, NSA. Not saying that I'm going to do any of that, but like... Once again, everything said on a podcast can't be used against you yeah, in the court, in the court of, law. of law. I'm sure that's how that works. It totally is. Um, But it is like I start having those thoughts. And to be honest, like I start having thoughts of like, my brother and my brothers and my sisters-in-law need to do that. I'm gonna stay here and die here, you know, oh, really? fighting it out. Absolutely. What you mean, like? Wh but I where want them. I want US them to get out of here. In the U.S., okay. like in in the uh, in the event that a Handmaid's Tale situation happens, I will fight it to the death. Good. I would like for my brothers to get out of here, but that's like my like back to my like nurturing, like you know, kind of being more of a caretaker for them it's like in my mind i want them to like go start family somewhere else and like get out of this if they have to i would never do that though all right quick question um so with all the rising cysts and or ovarian or yeah or, female reproductive female, problems yeah reproductive like is that based everywhere or is that just like a u.s thing from it's a good question seen? and i don't know the answer to it okay. um i know you know i bet it's like it might be a U.S. I bet it's more concentrated issues. here. Yeah, and it, it ties to, like, just, you know, general wellness, like, health and exercise. Like, I know, like, for me, I was watching uh, my brother played one of my songs for his wedding. And I had to look through old home videos because I really wanted to get, like, sound clips of all of our family members and put them in the song. And I was watching a clip of... <laughs> me in the kitchen on christmas day at my grandmother's house in vinemont alabama and i was breaking out and like full-on hives i still have problems like that today and uh red skin um i was upset my mom was taking my dress off and uh my grandmother and so my mom looks up at my dad and was like john what'd you feed her 
and uh he was he i don't remember what he said i think he was like i don't know <laughs> but it was like it was probably a lot of dairy and gluten and my and my grandmother looks over and says she's gonna have problems just like your grandmother um you know i can't eat anything without feeling bad and uh I know, like, I stopped, I naturally stopped drinking milk really early. So I know that my stomach has always been, like, kind of against it. Like, I knew that I just didn't feel right. Um, but because, like, we don't take those things seriously when you're, when we're young, we end up, like, messing up our immune systems because, like, you know, 90 or whatever the percentage is of your immune systems in your gut. And if you eat things that you're allergic to, it'll slowly, like, deteriorate the... I'm not into like biology, so I'm not going to get any of this. <laughs> I'm not going to get any of this right. But there are like some sort of like sensors in your gut that like absorb nutrients, yeah. and you can't actually wear those away. Um, and so it's like hormonal imbalances can also, you know, that it's all connected. Like your thyroid, everything, all that stuff is connected to your just like general health. And I think that. We don't do a great job. I can't speak for other countries. That's like the annoying, like, <laughs> like American in me. Like maybe I should know they more. Typically have better yeah. laws than we do. That's that's actually that's a hundred percent true. That's an easy thing to go to is that they like ban foods in a totally different way than we do. Um, but yeah, I think we in general like kind of eat like shit. Don't exercise our bodies. Uh, we don't know enough about our bodies. Like there is like a lot of interesting. I read this book called In the Flow. The first book's Woman Code, but the second book is In the Flow. And, like, you know, when you hear things like get up in the morning and exercise or, like, eat certain ways and you'll, you know, that that's the best way to live. A lot of that stuff is based on, um, you know, it's like scientific studies where the population was male. There's and then the ones that do include women are usually like postmenopausal women and so like premenopausal women are like the most understudied group, um, crazy in the U.S. Again, this is all coming from a book, so fact check me out there. But like, still, it's believable, and so it's like we get all this advice from studies that show conclusions based on a population that l isn't us. It's yeah. like all based around yeah. men, and. Uh, an interesting thing that I saw like on in the flow is that it's not like 24 hour clock is not the only one that women, you know, like obviously we have like menstrual cycles, just, you know, going to get real. Um, and like, there's a 30 day cycle in our bodies that men don't have. Um, but we like, when we get advice, uh, to like work out first thing in the morning, that's actually based on testosterone because that's at its peak in the morning and it tapers off throughout the day. And so like that advice is really for men like sometimes that's right for women but like sometimes it's not and so we get all this health and wellness you know advice from you know people who haven't really studied us which is messed up I got a friend who's pregnant right now and she talks about like every time she goes to her doctor's appointments it's like all about the baby and it's never really about her health and it's like man that's scary because like all we care about is like keeping babies alive Again, nothing against the babies. I get that uh, we want to keep them safe. <laughs> but, like, we've gotten pretty good at that. Yeah. I mean, it's very uh, representative of how, I'd say, a certain demographic views the relationship between babies and women. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
you're so worried about the baby inside, but what about the person carrying the baby? And what about when the baby's on the outside? Yeah, and I'm also like, I'm talking about like genetic, you know, like biological things that could help us. Um, but that's totally different than like where like the the like social like class systems come in, uh, race systems come in, where it's like, you know, black women are significantly more um, at risk of to die when giving a to baby. die or their baby dying. And it's like that's something um, that personally haunts me. Yeah. 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 For sure. That's totally different than like me talking about like women not knowing enough about their like premenstrual bodies. Like that's my issue. But like for um, a woman of color, it's tenfold. Like it's just a problem stacked on top of another problem. And uh, well, it's definitely one of when people say systemic racism doesn't exist. That is a key factor in that. Absolutely. Because it's based in the idea that black women are are easier to deal with pain than I guess any other woman. Yeah. So they just disregard anything and they don't want to give them medicine. And then that ends up in them passing away on the bed. Or is that even true? Like, is, there, is the pain tolerance higher? That no. seems like absurd. No, it's, it's based on like the, you know. So they make that up in a study somewhere and then like it's use like it as on proof? Like how you see, I don't know if it's just like a uh, internal bias or whatever it's called, you know? Yeah, I just, well, that's, that's cr- like I... That's interesting. Like my brain goes to like us not valuing every human life the same. I didn't realize that they were trying. And obviously, like people do this all the time. But they had like actual justification in their brain. It was false. Yeah. But I I don't think I've I don't think I've heard that before. Which yeah. is like so it, too bad. it falls back into I mean slavery. You know it's a weird it's the thing where it's like every black issue is it falls back to slavery is like oh Fuck yeah. yeah it does yeah it does weirdly enough not even weirdly but it does um so no like a, an entire population of people were conquered you know they were used as that's like that's a crazy thing to me like when uh like a lot of the black lives matter stuff hit recently um you know over the summer um, there was a really great video. And I mean, like, there have been a lot of great things. It's also, like, unfortunate that I'm talking about, like, a recent video that was, like, teaching people this idea because yeah. it's, like, always been true. Yeah. But it's, like, uh, if you think about, like, exponentials or, um, you know, like, growth, um, if you start, and this is talked about all the time, if you start 100 steps back, like, the chances of you getting as far as the guy beside you are pretty slim and it's like so like if you can accept that then it's like okay well how did this person get 100 steps back and it's like oh because their like great great grandparent was a slave worked their entire life made zero wealth none because they looked a certain way then everyone else gained from everyone else who wasn't in the same exactly gained from literally no work absolutely and uh so it's like i don't really i think that People who say like, oh, well, everything goes back to racism are part. They're the problem. They are racist. And it's because they don't. They just cannot accept that something that bad, you know, is still around. It's like we hear about all this terrible stuff, but it's like, oh, that's, you know, that's in the past. But that's also that comes from like, you know. love you boomers but like it comes from a generation that like kind of doesn't think that stuff is real like they think that they built their lives themselves oh definitely not there's actually a thing uh 
veterans who came back from World War II, black mm-hmm. veterans, or regular, or non-black veterans, I guess white ones specifically, because I think the population was pretty small yeah. for the races at the time, but they got benefits, whereas every black veteran, I think, didn't get anything. Absolutely. And that added to that generational wealth. Yeah, but they fought in a motherfucking war, and it's like, it's insane, and that's that's just like one tiny example it's not it's a huge example but it's like if you pack all the examples together like it's just a small percentage of um where that has happened and it's like uh it doesn't just go away and that's i i think about that a lot with like my parents generation because i see to be honest i see it most in them not to like you know single um like the problem to one place whatever um I see a lot of, like, well, if you just, you know, work hard enough. Pick yourself up by the bootstraps. Yeah, everything will be fine. And that's, it's absurd when uh, you just didn't start at the same place as, you know, the people next to you did. And you didn't start at the same place because, like I said, you had a family member that was a slave. You come from, like, a lineage where slavery was um slavery you couldn't be whatever you can go into schools necessarily my grandfather uh integrated two schools actually His- oh and that's another that's a great example of like there's this girl she's a woman um on twitter her name is i told you about her nicole hannah jones yeah. she talks about um wait no i don't think you told me about nicole Oh wait, no, you're right. I talked person. to you. I talked to you about Kara R. Brown. So there's another one, Nicole Hannah Jones, um, and uh, she talks about uh, like how seg- segregated New York public schools are, like still to this day. Yeah. And it's like New York City, like supposed to be like the, like uh, you know, like diverse and like progressive and like all this stuff. And it's like, oh, but by the way, the public schools are like more segregated than almost any school system in the country. And that's today. And so it's just like, come on, everybody. It's still happening. Yeah. You got to get behind it. Sadly, it and I don't know how most, to help you. The most liberal state, I guess, is as conservatives like to say anyway. Even Huntsville City Schools, this was true like five years ago. I'm assuming that it's still true, but I don't have like any proof of that. But Huntsville City Schools, where we live, mm-hmm. is... Uh, um, still under a like federal federal review yeah yeah, review from the department of education for how segregated um our schools are yeah it's weird how sunny uh, harford almost all of columbia is only black students (laughs) yes yeah and i think i don't know i haven't that's the only school i've been i didn't go to uh columbia but that was a school they told me i would go if i were to move here right and i lived uh by providence yeah. So. Yeah, it's like uh, my uh, brother's a social worker, and he interned for Huntsville City Schools, and um, just like that was the first time I started looking into it, and again, like it's like my ignorance, but like man, I had no. It's like right at home. Um, there's some like really fucked up shit happening and they're like redrawing school zones based on um, what they like call like you know average like income but it's not that yeah. it's uh 
no, it's it's well, it's racially charged. Then you like go back to like is. the redlining and how everybody lives on the north side of town is black. Yeah. And then I mean the south side is being more integrated now, but yeah, pretty clear the lines drawn just from somebody coming from the outside. Yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, again, it's supposed to be in like the day, like you know, post Obama. Yeah, no racism exists. Obama was in office. Yeah, and uh, that's the response that you'll get a lot, and it's so wild. It's funny to me, honestly. It's you funny, think? but it's also like I want it to change, like desperately. Yeah. Just that one event, and you think one event in the in the world <laughs> would just completely change the makeup of the whole country. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a dog. It's yet to happen. Obama. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna whip this back around to your veganism and you and your uh, yeah. your non. It's not a non-care attitude, but it's a specified don't tread on me, I'm not going to tread on you kind of attitude, I think would be a fair way to put it. Yeah, it's like that flag has like such like a negative connotation that that phrase... Oh, uh, don't tread on me? Is that a flag? That... Oh, Jay, yeah. I didn't know about it. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're not from the South. Um, no, yeah. not. Um, that, that sna- you haven't seen that snake flag? No, I heard about don't it. Tread I just on heard me? about it today, actually. Really? Weirdly, it was the first time I ever heard about it. Yeah. I mean, not to like it. We'll, we'll use a different phrase. But I do, I do like, um, I desperately want to be able to do whatever the fuck I want whenever I want. And so, as long as I'm like not hurting someone else. And so, I try to keep that in mind with other people. It's like, you know, people do things that like I would never do or think things that I would never think. But as long as they're not like... Uh, you know, like I said, like hurting or like disenfranchising, you know, an entire like group of people. Yeah. I'm I'm good with it. Like, um, I uh, I think that wanting everyone to be the same, number one, is very boring. Um, I like get you know excited by confrontation and um, disagreement, stuff like that. Um, it's true. I I won't. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, uh, understand that not, not everyone does and, and that's fine. And, uh, and so because I like, I just, yeah, I put a lot of, um, like peace in being able to be who I want to be. And so it's absurd to think that I shouldn't want everyone else. Well, that I shouldn't want that for everyone else. It's stupid. Same thing with, with veganism. Like I... I want to be able to do that. I don't want, I mean, like people joke about it all the time and that's fine. Um, but I don't ever feel like a, except for like sometimes honestly from my dad, <laughs> but like I don't ever feel like a, she shouldn't be doing this from other people. Um, and also have like family members like Ariane Irene, she'll like stick up for me sometimes because I think she knows that I get kind of irritated when like you get the like, you know, like, what do you mean you're vegan? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I I want to be able to make that choice for myself, and I don't want anybody to say shit about it. Um, so I try not to say shit about what other people eat. Um, like, there are some things where it's like our, one of our neighbors, he, like, brought out, like, a... Um, like a candy bar, and I was, like, eating, like, Hershey's chocolate for dinner, and I was just kind of, I did kind of say, like... Come on, man. That's not going to... Uh, that old, ain't you're it. You're too old to be doing this, guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, in general, like, 
now if somebody starts like talking about how they feel like shit all the time then i might i might like uh you know ask leading questions um but i will never be like you know if you're if you were a vegan you'd feel so much better you'd be better your life would be so much better i would never say that to somebody that's that is like crazy to me and that's that stems from me desperately not wanting anyone to tell me how to live until i even though i do have like kind of this extreme um you know like way of eating uh it's not extreme to me but i get that it is to other people um I would never force my extremism. Yeah. I mean, now, now's the best time, I think, in human history where you can be a vegan. Absolutely. I was talking about this the other night, too. I didn't actually yesterday. Because uh, I don't eat out, like, ever. Um, it's a good thing in America. And that surprises people a lot, too. Um, but I don't eat out because I became a vegan when, like, none of this stuff existed. Like, it was like you were making your own meals from plants and that's it. There was no prepackaged food. There was no, like, there was no vegan cheese worth eating. There was no, uh, like, substitute meats other than, like, tofu, which I've never been really into. Um, you know, like, Beyond Meat wasn't a thing when I became a vegan. So, I, it, it helped me in that it, like, built early habits. Um, but I think that that's one of the reasons that I'm the type of vegan that I am is because even though like now is and that and that's a that is a great point like if somebody was going to be newly vegan it's like yeah you can eat basically whatever you want still like if you're looking at like the nutrients that you need daily that does like eating vegan doesn't mean that you get those you have to still like pay attention and like eat green food (laughs) and you know, eat fruit and uh, get enough like fat, protein, carb, and you know, like all that kind of stuff. It's all still true, and that's where the like kind of more ethical vegan comes in, um, where it's like, you know, even if they're not thinking, there's like this uh, bodybuilder. You know, he's a powerlifter. I don't know. Gains. No, is uh, like Mister. Uh, I can't remember his name on Twitter, but he. Uh, he only eats vegan, but he eats like you know, like vegan burger. Like one of like his like uh, phrase or like bio on Twitter used to be like uh, I don't want your fucking salad or like fuck your salad or something like yeah. that. It's um, a good motto. Well, and uh, again, like that's fine. It's a totally fine way to live, and I think he's hilarious and yeah. like he looks great, super strong. I mean, f a salad. Yeah, I, and so like that's fine, but he is a vegan for eth- for ethical re- reasons, and I think that's where that argument comes in. It's like, eh, you know, not thinking too much about like clogging my arteries right now, but I am thinking about not killing these cows, and I think that that's cool too. Like, I would never be like, nah, that's still fucked up, um, because I get it. Like, that makes sense, and that's yeah. like what it all comes down to. Is like, I get it. Like, if, even if it's something that you do that is very different than me, um. Or, like, my thought process wouldn't have chosen that route first. Um, I get it. And I think that that's... um, That phrase is something that I think we could use a lot more of. Is just, like, I don't... Like I said, I'm not the same as that. I don't operate that way, but I get why you do. Um, And, I mean, like, that it's taken me a long time to get there. (laughs) Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It seems like you just flip a switch and you're like, you know what? Do you. 
No, yeah, I, uh, I, I have always like, I have always known that I didn't want anybody telling me what to do. Yeah. I just like kind of operated in a way where I would separate myself from people who didn't, who weren't, you know, playing the same games I was. Um, I th- I'd say like probably my brothers have taught me like the most in that. It's like, uh, Rachel, not everyone is, you know, if yeah. they're a monster, you're a monster. <laughs> and they're right. And so they've they've taught me to try to understand others in a way that I don't naturally do. And I'm way better at it. Like, it sounds like I've, like, you know, got, like, got well, that got part. Down, yeah. But it that took years and years really? of, you know, fucking that up pretty regularly. And there are still times where I'm like, nah, can't be around that guy. And, and you're always going to have that, though. Yeah. And people are unbearable. Yeah, I agree. But I do think that I'm better at, <clears throat> you know, kind of integrating myself into like communities that aren't like maybe my like natural state. Like you said, chameleon. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I really am. But I do it in a <laughs> I'm I'm infiltrating. I'm trying to Yep. You're a spy. I well I'm I'm a spy, but also I'm <laughs> I'm trying to in the metaphorical make a difference. Sense. <laughs> I'm trying and again like my way is not always best. I don't mean that, but like yeah. I do think that the only way that you change something is if you're at the table. And so it's like, you know, we don't get rid of like white supremacy in the South by not talking to white supremacists. Just doesn't work that way. Very true. That is very true. And so you gotta, you got, you don't have to just get at the table. You have to stay at the table while the house is burning and it is tough. That's funny but that that's another thing I've yeah. That's another thing I've learned. That's funny. Yeah, that's <laughs> another thing that I've learned from work too. Is like, there are like uh, certain agencies that I've wanted to give up on, but not the I, first time I've heard that from someone in your field. Yeah, I have learned from the best on that kind of stuff, and I actually think it's really remarkable, and. Uh, and deserving of, of you know, like endless credit for the people who will stay at those tables and keep having those same fights over and over again with the people who, from my perspective, are never going to change their minds. Um, but I want to be like that one day. You know, I want to be like the person that can really stay at the table here, no, uh, you know, a million times until finally they break through. Because I can be pretty quick to be like, all right, well, fuck you. Um, you know, if you're not going to listen to me, I don't want to be here. But I actually think that there's a lot to just kind of getting on message and doing it for the right reasons and doing it over and over again. I had a program manager say once that our program is, he was like, I really believe that our program is like throwing darts at a board. You know, eventually one of them is going to stick because the program is such a good idea. And I was like, yeah, I can. John Mayer said that once, too. Like, if it's a good idea, it will go. He said that about um, a Paramore song. I can't remember which one it was now. It was probably a good one. But it was like a deep cut that eventually got on the radio and like blew up. Um, Ain't it fun? No, it was like a slower song. Uh, Only exception. That's what I was going to say next. Um. 
And and he wasn't saying like I don't think he was trying to say like best song they've ever written, you know, like anything like that. But it was like it got the light that it deserved because if it's good, it will go. And I like very vividly remember watching him say that. And uh, I've thought about that phrase time and time again since then on things that aren't songs that like, you know, get radio plays on everything. And it's like, you know, if you're doing it for the right reasons, it's like somebody with like, you know, you know, more of like the manipulative personality that I have. I think that those like spells are appropriate to cast as long as you're doing it for good it is hard to always do that and i don't want to sound like you know i'm like benevolent but i really try and that's a karma thing too like i i think that like you know if i do it for the right reasons maybe i'll have like less shit to fight against it's a good way to look at it yeah only hope though yeah we'll see i mean you know everything out there to get you oh absolutely but i think that's kind of fun like try me here there comes that conflict yeah yeah that it is that's where it's like i not that like i'm uh like limitless or uh you know like uh untouchable or whatever i don't mean to sound like that but i do think i do have like a bring it mentality like you know please try I think uh, being untouchable is a part of that, though. Even I think you can recognize that you're not, but at the same time, put on the yeah, put on the coat that says I am. Yeah, and it's not like I wouldn't like step into a fight that I had no business in. Yeah, but in the stuff that I'm good at, I'll come at me. Yeah, it's a check. And I want everybody to feel that way in like whatever it is that they love or what they want to do. It's like work really hard, get good at it, and then like you you stop thinking about you know haters it actually becomes like you know it falls into the noise after a while and so it's like actually that um a great example this past year we uh kind of out of nowhere and very fast brief like the director of an agency that some other people in our company work for more regularly than i do and I remember one of the guys, he's like really high up in our um, company. He was like, he's like, so I heard you guys brief the director, called me into his office, like a big deal. Heard you guys brief the director. And I was like, yep. And uh, he was like, what was that like? Were you nervous? And I was like, no. What do you mean? Like, and I don't mean that arrogantly. I mean, like, I was ready for that. Like, I had, I had talked about that program until I was you know, I could do it in my sleep. Yeah. And so it's like, put any, like for lack of a better phrase, put any suit in front of me and I'll talk about this. Don't care who it is. Anybody. Um, and so it's like, when you do the work and you get good at what you do, like who you're, who you're up against is meaningless because that's not why you're there. You're not there to beat somebody. You're there to make sure that your work and what you love is appropriately, um, discussed and translated and, um, you know, uh, spoken for that day. It's not about winning. It's about making sure that what you do is, um, you know, coming across the table in the way that, that you believe in it, if that makes sense. Um, and so if that becomes true, if what you're doing, you really care about, 
and you work hard at it, it doesn't matter. Nothing else. It doesn't matter who comes at you. That's how I feel. And I mean, like, talk to me, like, on a week where, like, everything's hard and I feel like no one's listening. But right now it feels different. You got the good vibes going, I see. Yeah, I try yeah. to because you know, dark, dark forest up here. So <laughs> you got to find ways to get out. I can. I think I could. Uh, I could relay this all back to your uh, your attitude. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you you found it, found it where you wanted to do. You're doing what you want. Mm -hmm. And if somebody wants to come in and take a look, happy to share. Yeah. But otherwise, you're just gonna do what you gotta do. Exactly. I'm never gonna try to. I think it's my job to, uh, you know, like lead or present by example. Um, I think we, you know, in general, got to stop. Got to stop changing each other before we change ourselves. Mm. Talking to you, liberals. It's a bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Wait, I got a lot of, Wait, hold I got a lot of friends who want a lot of things for the world. And I, I get it. I totally get it. Um, but they are on crusades to save, you know, to save the world. And they haven't thought twice about themselves. And that goes back to, like, the individual thought thing. It's like, uh, you got no business, um, you know, uh, harping about some specific system or idea or whatever if you haven't harped on yourself. Um, I think you got to do that first and forever. But you got to spend most of your time making sure that you're right before you start telling a bunch of other people that that they're wrong. And that's hard to do. I'd say so. You yeah. Kind of like that Michael Jackson song, Man in the Mirror. <laughs> exactly. You got to start you with the Man in the, the Mirror. You want to make the world a place take a look at yourself and make that. It's powerful change. Oh, I thought she was going to sing it. Oh, man. I tried oh, no, to. I'm not I tried. singing. This that, was a layup. this is a podcast. That was a layup. <laughs> like I said, y'all hear me sing, go, don't go to my SoundCloud. She bricked the layup. Oh, my God. What? Said you bricked the layup. I passed you the ball for the layup, and you just bricked. You just missed. Yeah, you know, playing sports has never really been. I oh. I play softball a lot, but I don't. It's That is 0% of my worth. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap this up, but I have uh, maybe three questions. I'm going to start with one question, though. One All that right. I, uh, I asked my mom in the last podcast. It's oh, kinda, man, it's I can't weird, wait to hear that. It's a weird, like it's a weird question. Uh, so, you know, I uh, I find myself in conservative spaces on YouTube Retweet. sometimes. Just okay, to, in real life. Uh, what's what's the word? Uh, ironically. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, a certain person said, do, you, uh, do men deserve credit for uh, women having the ability to vote? Now, I push this to you, and I want your answer on that. Yeah, so gut reaction is like, uh, again, I'm no history major, but hell no. Mm. Um, I think that it, Black Lives Matter is happening right now, and it's because, you know, people are pro protesting out of oppression and, uh, and the need for, like, deep systematic change. And that's exactly what happened in the suffragist movement. Like, women were the one who wanted to vote. And if they hadn't been loud enough, nothing would have ever changed. That's my opinion. You know, you can run the simulation a hundred times and tell me how it turns out, whatever. But, like, uh, if we just, like, sat around and never said anything, nothing would have changed. why would they not keep the power? Okay, okay, but hear me out. But hear me out. I'm listening. If the men didn't vote for it to happen, then it wouldn't happen for the women. I think I... I th 
I disagree by, I think you're talking about like, uh, you know, like the cause, like, you know how there is like, like maybe gravity is actually a secondary force that's being pushed by a primary source that we don't see, you know, that we don't know about yet. Um, it's the same idea. Like, sure, they like sign the paperwork, but they had to be pushed. And so like, for me, I'm looking for the origin. Um, I'm not looking for like the final, like step across the finish line. That's like pretty short-sighted. And now I only said that as the counter argument uh, no. from the person. That's my <laughs> response to that yeah. counter argument. Uh, what my mother and I came to was, uh, we can appreciate the men who decided to vote for it, but it wasn't their victory. Yep, that's a that's a great thing to say. I think that it's like, uh, you know, I find myself doing that a lot. Like really appreciating men who listen to me especially in my world um, and like really appreciating men who make other men listen to me. Uh, but it is a bummer. Like it's a bummer that I uh, have to like sometimes have still to this day, have like men say like, no, Rachel just said that to like make a point in the room. Um, or just like that I have to feel like so deeply like loved and seen just for like someone taking my thoughts seriously, which is like so natural to like, you know, like people like my brothers or whatever, like they're just like more, you know, uh, naturally believed and heard and all that kind of stuff. They're taken more seriously. And that doesn't like I that doesn't happen all the time, but it's out there. I think it's important to like acknowledge that it's still out there. Um, and so it's like a bummer that we have to be like, thank you so much for doing the bare minimum. Like, <laughs> wow, low bar and you jumped it. Congratulations. I don't know. Whatever. Thanks for getting over that hurdle, guy. You made my life 20 times better. Right. Your Thank you so much for considering me as a person. Um, yeah. As not property. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. As worthy of good things as you think you deserve. Worthy is making change in the country without my husband's consent. Yeah. I mean, that's like after RGB or RBG uh, died. Rest um, in power. Yeah. It's like uh, I wouldn't have been able to sign for a home loan by myself. I wouldn't have been able to open my own bank account. Mm -hmm. Own a business or get a business license. And like, obviously like no one does anything individually, but she was still like a big part of the conversation behind those movements. And so it's like, it's a big deal. Definitely. Whatever. No, it's not whatever. That is, that's <laughs> history, son. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my great grandmother had to open a business at the time with my great grandfather because she can get it on her own. So mm -hmm. I always think about those kind of things. All the steps we've made. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I agree. Well, this has been Acromatic. I don't have an question? outro, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope that Rachel's going to sing me out. Hard pass. <sighs> you should get on my SoundCloud, download a song, and oh, wait, play what's it. The what's the SoundCloud? Yeah. Oh, see, she doesn't have the SoundCloud. Rachel.Fleischman at SoundCloud.com. Give that a try. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> There's a chance it's not going to work, so I'll or sound, add. Sorry, no, no, no. SoundCloud.com slash Rachel Fleischman. I bet you that's it. Slash or Rachel dash Fleischman. I bet that's it. I'm surprised none of our studio guests have looked it up and told us yet. All you would have to do is just download one of the songs and play it on this episode during the outro. That's all you'd have to do. Well, here's my thing. Can we stay up all night? That's what I would do. Here's the thing. Look, my outro is Joe Biden telling me that I'm not black.
so I can't, <laughs> I can't not, I can't switch that out. So no, I, yeah, I, I respect that. I'll, you know, what, I'll plug, I'll plug a little bit of it in though. If I, when I find it, I'll plug some of it in. All right, you don't have to, but no, I'm going I'm to. I'm just saying, if you're looking for music, that's it. you didn't see me out, I got to put you in. I have to do it either way. Can't do it. Throat's, throat's, throat's been a little scratchy this week. Oh my goodness! All right, it's that's a wrap, true. folks. Uh, this has been Acromatic. This has been somewhat problematic. Check me out uh, on the next episode. Thank you. Yeah.